Hey Google, start a timer for 30 minutes. Can you tell Lynn to not hit the balloons? And that uh, oop. You turn that off? Uh, I just turned it down to 68. Because it's 69 in here. Is that OK? You turned it down. It was at 69. I put it at 68. Because it was already 69 here in the house. So you turn the temperature down. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you also turn the uh, turn the oven the on because I'm a woman the amount of work that the heater is doing you turn that down also yeah I said you don't have to keep pushing out that hot air baby you can take a little breather but it's turned off no right it's now. still on well it's technically it's not pumping in the air yeah because it was it's on but it's set at 68 and the house is at 69 currently so it doesn't need to pump out any hot air till the temperature in the home goes down to 68. That's all you need to explain. <laughs> That's a lot of words. <laughs> it's a lot of but it clears things up. <laughs> okay. Super quickly. Mm, clearly, quickly? we're all on the okay. same page. We're all friends here. We're all friends here. And that uh, oop. Let's go. Greetings, Internet. Welcome to But I'm Still a Good Person by Vince Nicholas. I'm Vince Nicholas. I'm joined by my sparkling wifey, Carolyn Nicholas. Hi, honey. Hello, honey. Thank you for joining me at our dining room table for our little program here. Okay. So what we're doing is we're going to give context because uh, what happened is we were just kind of chit-chatting and there wasn't a formal introduction uh, to the next segment. Uh, we were just kind of going over ins and outs and... Uh, abstract thoughts and then it blossomed into something i think you pour a little water on that flower it'll grow into a sunflower in the fields of woodland california um so i thought it uh, morphed into a good conversation but there was zero context given uh so we're gonna do some context now and then we're gonna record some uh, different uh segment after our uh, initial conversation just because there are more thoughts, feelings, comments, and reflections. Um, so we watch Yellow Jackets. We loved Yellow Jackets. It's on Showtime, a uh, television show. Um, but we didn't have anything after Yellow Jackets, so I found a link on the internet that said 10 shows to watch if you love Yellow Jackets. You went to that link and you narrowed it from 10 to 3 uh, and then there were a bunch of comments because it was a Facebook uh, post link. Uh, there were a bunch of comments saying Hannibal. Hannibal was on this list. Hannibal was the number one. Yeah. And a lot Everyone of, ranting and raving about it. A lot of people commenting uh, Hannibal. I only know Hannibal from the Anthony Hopkins Silence of the Lambs cinematic universe or whatever. Uh, I mean, I know it was a show, but I didn't watch it. Uh, it happened in 2013. It lasted three seasons. It was on NBC. 39 episodes. It's quite intimidating <laughs> uh, to dive into something with so many episodes. Uh, so we watched it. and uh, Well, we watched one episode. We watched it. one episode <laughs> and that was enough. Um, so giving context, uh, our Hannibal review. Uh, do, do you have anything to say, honey? 
I, I was done after one episode. Yeah. Zero desire to continue on. Yeah. Don't understand why everyone was raving so much about this yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it had two devices that just, I was, I jumped, wanted to jump out the window. But the first one was, so this guy, this professor who understands serial killers, who works with Larry Fishburne, who's a Fed or a CIA, I don't know. Uh, but he would show up to a murder scene or a uh, butchering or whatever, and he could recreate, like he had this uh, thing in his mind where he could put himself in the role of the serial killer and he could be like, oh, he was over in the bathroom and then he uh, beheaded her in the den. And so, and and it was visually uh, carried out uh, in the show. So you, it, was, it was like an excuse to splash a bunch of blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I don't like that. Him putting himself in the role of the serial killer so they could show some blood. And uh, I just thought that was dumb. It's like it's like uh, Criminal Minds, where yeah. the whole team is about profiling the criminals. And mm-hmm. it's like, this man, would only, this man had many siblings, and he only targeted brown-haired women right. from the ages of 24 to 26. Right. It's like, really... You know they're taking liberties. You know it's like so fictionalized. You showed up 10 minutes ago and and suddenly you have everything uh, pieced together like you're freaking Al Capone. No, not Al Capone. Hitchcock. (laughs) Who's Elliot Ness. Elliot Ness. I don't know. Uh, But I I thought that was a dumb device and I was like, I'm not going to... There's 39 episodes. I was like, I'm not going to sit here for for 38 more episodes of this guy going, oh, he was over... In the living room. And then he sliced her up in the kitchen. Ugh. And then the second thing that uh, just wanted me make me jump out the window. And we live on a second story, honey. So, so that's, that's a serious threat. It's very perilous. Uh, he, he would, this uh, young kid who knew the minds of the serial killer, he would be like, uh, he would. First of all, he would get very serious. He would get very morose. This show is very serious. <laughs> he would get very maudlin. And uh, Johnny Come Lately, Mr. Uh, police Officer, would show up and be like, Oh, well, what happened here? No, no, no. And at one point in the episode, oh, <laughs> this is the first episode. <laughs> we saved ourselves heartache, honey. But uh, whoever would show showed up and said, Well, why, why would he want to kill this girl? And then uh, Professor Young Man Kid would be like, his line was, uh, he was Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And this was his golden ticket. Okay. (laughs) That's just poor writing. There's zero uh, cleverness, creativity. I was out. Out like a light. Um, But quickly we transitioned to uh, the haunting of... Hill House, uh, mainly because I've been hearing things about it, uh, various podcasts I listen to. Um, it's written and directed, many episodes directed by a gentleman named Mike Flanagan, uh, who has Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, and uh, Manch. And uh, oop. Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, and Midnight Mass. And actually, we were on the verge of watching Midnight Mass. These are all on Netflix. This is the Mike Flanagan, Mike Flanagan Cinematic Universe. Uh, we were on the verge of watching Midnight Mass right before Halloween because we wanted something scary. 
But we looked at it and it was a series. We wanted a movie because we wanted it to be over and done with. And I think it was eight episodes. It might be ten episodes. Um, but we wanted something just a movie and not not like an entire series. Um, but I've heard many uh, glowing things about Mike Flanagan. Uh, he's been he's he has those three series on Netflix. And so we went to the Ryan Tomatoes of each series, and Hill House was the most acclaimed, beloved. So we were like, okay, let's dive into Hill House. Um, and it's on Netflix. Uh, and uh, ooh. The Haunting of Hill House, well, I will, which I will refer to as Hill House from now on because that's a lot of H's. <laughs> Alliteration, I get it, but it's hard to uh, say it over and over when you've had a few uh, Michelob Ultras in your system. <laughs> Uh, Hunting of the Hill House versus Hannibal. Uh, night and day. 180. Like, it's not even a comparison. No. Well, see, why are we comparing these two shows, honey? Because we watch them back to back. And I think it speaks to the larger issue of uh, just broadcast uh, television versus streaming. The internet yes. in yeah. general. Um and I'll mention this in the next segment, but writing without ads. So letting a story unfold as Mike Flanagan wants to, feels however the story should unfold. Uh, Stephen King writing a book uh, instead of writing for commercial breaks and saying, I need four spots in this hour-long television episode to get people to stay tuned through four minutes of commercials. Get those ad dollars. Get that ad paper. Um, it, 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 so it's like we watch Hannibal and on Hulu. And Hulu's ad breaks are a minute and a half. So mm-hmm. much shorter than watching uh, the actual television. But it's still like it takes you out of it. It and does. you're like, okay. This How is- did we live like that back in the day? I know. I know. Like it's so jarring. A minute and a half of Geico telling you about <laughs> Geico, and then you're back. You're back into the show. Um, the quality, the look, the feel. Hannibal just has a sheen to it. Like it looks a, like the CW. It looks like Vampire Diaries. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's just it's bright and Hill House is dark. Mm. It, it it's just. Completely opposite of each other. Complete contrast. Um, and, yeah, the, the 39 episodes versus Hill House, which has 10 episodes. Um, so Hannibal, we were out of. Uh, let's talk about Haunting on Hill House. Or is it of? <laughs> Hill House. <laughs> um, your review, honey. Thoughts, uh, comments, reflections, analysis. <laughs> this is not your typical haunting... Uh, movie or story mm-hmm. uh, this doesn't rely on jump scares right there this are has, a few there but, are a few yeah but they're they feel warranted yeah and they're few and far between yes um this has a lot of uh, sibling family dynamics yes. happening which is yes. very powerful so it's like a drama take in the backdrop is like the horror right. and the haunting yeah and um I love the, it goes back and forth between two timelines when these five siblings were kids in this yeah. haunted house. And then when they're grown up, now they're adults dealing with the ramifications and the aftermath of the trauma they suffered and still carry with them. Yeah, it goes back and forth seamlessly 
I, I would say almost flawlessly. It's it's so well done. Uh, Mike Mike Flanagan's uh, creative juices flowing. Uh, yeah, the the ghosts are there, and they're around, and they're scary, and they're freaky, but they're not causing mayhem and cheese. They're not like <laughs> they're not like uh, spewing blood everywhere and chopping people uh, up and uh, yeah, uh, causing chaos. They're they're more like just background characters to a family who went through a haunting house, a haunted house. And then they also just have family stuff going on. Yes. And the haunted house uh, made some of their issues worse. Uh, every, fa- every family has problems and then you throw the haunt- the haunted house in there. And it, it just makes a dynamic that very, uh, very watchable. I think in a lot of haunted house type of movies, the f- the character, the humans, the family are very one note. Yeah. Very like two dimensional. Yeah. And it's just like us versus these ghosts. Mm. But this family is very complex. Yeah. And they have, it feels real. It feels realistic. The, the adult siblings that, they love each other, but they're angry at each other, and right. it's very their feelings are complicated. Yeah, and it you especially as we've gone longer on in the series, a lot of their dysfunction does stem from the time they spent in this haunted house mm-hmm. and the ramifications of what happened to them afterwards. Yeah, uh, so I really appreciate that. It's it's much more complex than just your standard haunted house movie. Yeah, it's like it borrows from ghost movie and then it borrows from whatever family drama family suspense and it combines the two and it's it's something unique i i don't think i've seen it before maybe over 10 episodes maybe a a movie here and there i can't think of but uh to kind of sprawl it out spread it out over 10 episodes um uh something uh, uh you don't see you don't see often. We should note that it's based off either a book or a miniseries by Shirley Jackson, yeah. who's like classic horror writer. Yeah. She's one of my favorite horror authors. Probably her most famous piece is uh, The Lottery. A lot of us had to read that in school. Do you mm. remember that? No. Um, but, <laughs> so, it's a book? Yeah. Uh, but, but is it horror elements or horror based? Not really, but it's like dark. Okay. And so I wonder... Well, I have to just guess that this is a really good adaptation. I trust that Shirley Jackson's original work is really good because she's such a acclaimed classic author in this genre. But I think Mike Flanagan and the other guy, uh, there's another guy that he's done multiple projects with who has helped him on some of the episodes. Mm -hmm. I have to guess this is just like a really good adaptation of that because I haven't read the original book. Yeah. But I'm loving this miniseries, I think it's called. Yeah, from what I've read on the internet, uh, it's a faithful adaptation, uh, has the spirit, for lack of a better word, (laughs) or no pun intended, of uh, Hill House, the book, or books, uh, but he's taking it in a new direction and to mostly uh, applause. Um, Well, what is the lottery about? The lottery is about, um, it's it's a short story. Mm. Luna just had to read it recently in school. Um, So it's kids. One day a year, this village, you pick, I can't remember if it's stones or sticks, and whoever gets the one black stone, basically the whole town stones them to death. 
and this happens annually. When you, does this take place? 1800s or 1983? Well, she, <laughs> she wrote her books. I want to say I want to say she wrote a lot of her books like in the early to mid 19 or 20th century. Okay. She's dead now. Yeah. Right. So like the early 1900s, mid 1900s is when her books were published. Yeah. But that's a that's like a standard so, elementary school reading. Really? And you don't realize it you, sounds you dark. don't really realize what's <laughs> happening until the end and then you realize oh they're killing uh, the kid. It kind of <laughs> So ki- so kids reach into a bag and they they can't see what's going on and then they pull something out and there's one black stone in there. I can't remember the details, but mm. that's what it, it's the lottery. So one per one whoever the one person is that gets selected is who the whole town stones to death. What the hell is the point of this? This sounds horrifying. She's written a lot of other books that are more kind of like creepy, haunted, or just like not even haunting, but like creepy family. A lot of creepy family dynamics in her stories. Why would you let Luna Marie read that (laughs) terrible, terrible story? And then they stone a child? Yeah. Okay, and the origin, the purpose, is it to ward off ghosts? Or? Uh, I think it's just like a village tradition. Ugh. It's a short story. I don't think we get a lot of explanation or... Okay. It's just kind of a contained little tale. And it's a classic. There's Luna's... Luna read it last year in I, school. I it's still... That, it hasn't been banned. I say we ban it. You I want say to we, ban books now. I say we cancel it. Let's burn some books like Fahrenheit 451. Uh... So my thoughts, um, it's beautifully shot. Uh, there's there's two specific scenes. Uh, the one of Nellie's uh, wedding when she's dancing. It's so well lit compared to the sheen. I, I, these network shows, I, I think they light them too much for p- people with crappy TVs or people who... Is just, it just, just to appeal to as many people as possible? Is it a lower budget? There's something so distinct about a network TV show. Yeah. I don't I'm not, I don't know what it is. I don't know enough about the industry. I, I think it's they're trying to appeal to as many people and people want to see or they're catering to people who have 13-inch tube TVs. <laughs> um but the the look uh is 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 just so different so a and b um but uh so nelly's wedding when she's dancing with her husband her new husband uh just uh, amazing to look at and then the second part there's uh, (laughs) more dancing uh but when she's in the haunted house and it's near the end that entire episode was it episode six yes episode six was so amazing so mind-blowing beginning to end yeah this this episode is actually it was like very much talked about when it came out and like acclaimed yeah because three huge chunks of it are shot in a long in a one shot yeah. no cut type of scene one it's take one yeah. take scene yeah. three huge chunks of this episode yeah it's really beautiful especially like you're talking about the the scene where Nellie is dancing yeah with her husband with her with her husband who spoiler alert has passed um, but. Uh, they're dancing and then there's some of the ghosts in the background just just as uh audience or like next to family members uh and so you're you're keeping your eye on for ghosts but um she, she has this beautiful moment with her deceased husband in this haunted house just uh, 
just extraordinary, like cinema magic, and movie magic, like, all that stuff. Beautifully intertwined back and forth between a yeah. scene when the kids were all young in the house. Yeah. And a scene where Nellie is grown up now coming back to this haunted house. Yeah. Just like beautiful transitions back and forth between those these two nights or events. Yeah. And we watched a couple behind the scenes things um, of this episode six. And they had to rehearse for a month. Like they shut down production and they were like, uh, we need to rehearse. And there was all sorts of things. There's um, like the, the director clapping <laughs> for to visual cues so uh henry from et yeah it elliot from et is elliot the main e. character in the show what's yeah. his name henry thomas henry, henry thomas yeah so so like someone would clap off camera so henry thomas could go back down a hallway um they put the sets of past and current right next to each other. Beautiful sets. Yeah. The house um, is gorgeous. I want to wander through this haunted house. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And and uh, sometimes there were sound cues. Uh, sometimes there were just lighting cues of to to uh, what what to do next in the sequence. Um, but tons of work, tons of rehearsal. Uh, and I always think about the Goodfellas. Uh, one take steady cam scene through the kitchen of the restaurant, which is which is uh, uh, quite the feat. But this was, I think the entire take was seventeen ish minutes, mm-hmm. and it it's it's just wizardry. It's it's mar- marvel marvel magic, <laughs> not not the Disney studio, but just marvelous to watch. And so you're you're taken by this uh, the performances and the acting and what's going down the drama. Uh, and the show, and you're also like, just technically, you're like, wow, I can't believe they pulled this off and they keep going. Um, it, it, it blew my mind. Uh, yes. Beautiful, fantastic episode of TV. I think you could watch it and appreciate it on its own, just for what it did, even yeah. if you don't watch the rest of the miniseries. Yeah, uh, just so good. Um, you can appreciate it on, well, the the filmmaking craft level and then you could appreciate it on the creative level also uh the writing and the the acting um so uh i thought episode one we watched episode one and i was like this is unbelievable this is so flipping good i was hooked yeah it was blockbuster entertainment um but then it kind of took it down a gear or two and it really turned into a slow burn. It was still good, but it was just different. Mm-hmm. But I was in. Um, and you noticed uh, that each episode uh, focuses on one of the kids. So Luke has episode. Sam? Yeah. Steve? Took me a few, Steve. It took me a few episodes to realize, oh, each... While all the characters are featured, each episode has a main focal point, And it's going through each of the children. Yeah. So as the episodes go on, we're seeing their point of view, whatever was significant in their experience at the house and now as an adult. And we have two episodes left now. Yeah. So I'm wondering who haven't, we haven't seen the mom have her Ah, own point of view. Olivia. And then I, so that might be the next episode. And then the final episode might just be sort of a conclusion of everything. Hmm. But I'm really excited to to watch the last two episodes. We have two episodes. We're going to, we're going to smash through it this weekend. Uh, it's Friday night. Um, another note, idea, uh, observation. 
Uh, we we love we love subtitles. Everything with subtitles <laughs> on our television, yeah. but it, there's like very subtle ghosts or visual things going on, courtesy of Mike Flanagan. That it's 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 what you're like trying to pay attention to the subtitles, but you visually want to yeah. take in everything. Uh, just last night, I was like, "Did you see that ghost?" And you were like, "Where?" And I rewound it, <laughs> and it was like, "Oh yeah," because. Henry Thomas doesn't notice her. She's just in the background for a couple seconds, but she's there. Um, so I just thought, like, trying to read subtitles and take it in, yeah. it's, it's difficult, but eh, first world problem. And a really creepy thing that was mentioned in last night's episode, episode eight, yeah. the dad, the, the oldest brother, Steve, doesn't believe in ghosts, thinks that his family members are suffering from mental illness as mm-hmm. opposed to actually seeing ghosts. Right. And he's suffering also. <laughs> so the dad points out, oh, no, you've been seeing ghosts your entire life. Yeah. You just haven't recognized that that's what it is. So now that had me thinking like, oh, what scenes with Steve have there been ghosts in maybe that we yeah, that we have missed along the way? Because yeah. we've been watching it from his point of view. Like, yeah. what's what's been real in his scenes? What's been just ghosts or yeah i thought that was interesting well searching um for the episode six uh behind the scenes stuff there's many uh youtube uh 86 ghosts you missed (laughs) you may have missed in hill house or whatever basically all the extras are ghosts yeah (laughs) so there's there's 14 minute videos of a look at this ghost look at that ghost uh reactions to ghosts you've missed in in hell house uh but i I mean, I, I want to watch that, but eh, I, I, we're I, we're experiencing it, and we're experiencing it. We're experiencing it as we are yeah. experiencing it, and I don't, it's like uh, when you learn that uh, Disneyland has like trash cans or whatever. <laughs> I don't. It, it breaks the magic. It bra- breaks mm. uh, uh, the, the scene. Uh, the kids are so good. Uh, more specifically, Nelly, the the little girl who plays Nelly. Like she has a unique look, and she's just she's really good. Uh, Luke also good, but uh, I, I think the spotlight on the young girl who plays mm-hmm. Nelly. She's kind of been the main character yeah. of the five children. She's kind of been the main child, yeah. the main sibling. Yeah. Through, although everybody is involved. Yeah. Nelly she, has kind of been the main she's person the involved with the house and who's pivotal. been affected. Yeah. Because yes. Cheryl and Steve uh, are large characters have a lot to do um but nelly is really uh the, the the tie that binds i thought the casting was really great yeah i love watching all these people on screen yeah they do so good with the material yes absolutely um and no no names right well the shirley was in twilight and, uh, and when you mentioned that to me i was like oh, okay, yeah, it's, she um, was in twilight what's her name esme so the mom from Twilight, if you're oh, familiar, yeah, that's one of the siblings as an adult. Yeah. Uh, e. T. from or Elliot from E. T. <laughs> Thomas, yes. <laughs> Carla Gugino, Gugino, oh, yeah. whatever. Carla I don't know. Gugino, who she's totally recognizable, but yeah, I couldn't tell you like anything she's been in. Watchmen, which came out 15 <laughs> years ago, uh, but yeah, she's been in many, many things, and uh, but she, I'd, I'd say she's the biggest name uh, in this cast. Um, so uh, we're going on, and 
through seven episodes, I was like, there's no bad episodes. Until episode eight, mm. there's many, many long-winded monologues. There's Not the, a lot happened. Lots of chatting. We right. didn't move the plot along. Oh, ooh, the brownies are done. <laughs> the brownies are done. <laughs> and uh oop Frankie is laying on Lennox's new hoodie. Oh dear. Snuggled up. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> and uh oop. Uh episode eight. Lots of long winded monologues, lots of chatting, uh, which are cool, but if the camera just stays on the person giving the long winded monologue and there's no action or recreation or illustration of what they're talking about, it gets old. Uh, but episode eight is the shortest episode. It's 43 minutes long, so it's not too bad. And it comes after Mr. Darcy. No, that was the pig and the only way is Essex. Mr. Derby? The house, the house oh, couple. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The house, Darcy? Sure. Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, the maintenance man of Hill House. Uh, he has a fantastic monologue in episode seven. Uh Talking about his mom and the house and uh, history, um, so I was like, okay, I'm I'm on board with him. But yeah, episode eight, they just uh, regress into a lot of chatting. It, it could have been like twenty minutes long. Yeah, for what it advanced in the plot. Yeah, but we have two more episodes to go. Yes, I'm excited. Yes, uh, overall, <laughs> Hill House versus Hannibal. Hannibal, boo. Hill House murders Hannibal. Is that, <laughs> is that a good headline? Yeah. Uh, Hill, Hill House uh, chops up Hannibal into pieces. Um, but, uh, yeah, network television, whoever's watching these shows, these uh, uh, NCIS and 911 Lone Star, which is probably about Texas and not about Bill Pullman's character in Spaceballs, honey. What? Uh, yeah, the the the, t- the streaming shows, the internet shows, the video uh, series, uh, just so much more compelling. And people are, they watch it and they talk about it while uh, the Queen Latifah... <laughs> What is she? Oh, yeah, she's the star of one of the top 10 network shows that yeah. no one's ever heard of Equalizer. So, uh, it's it just it's, yeah. makes no sense. Um, Haunting of Hill House. I always forget what this show is called. Hill House, Hill House Haunting. Yeah, Haunting the Haunting of Hill House. It's a few years old, it's about seven years old, or eight? no, 2016. Oh, okay, wait, I got it right here. Uh, Even 2016 is ancient now. We're in 2022. 2018. Oh, okay. And Hannibal is from 2013. Yeah. If you need something to watch, absolutely go watch this. Only 10 episodes. Yeah. Super engaging. Great characters. Great actors. Yeah. And we're going to do a Midnight Mass Night. Well, actually, we're going to do All of Us Are Dead, uh, courtesy (laughs) of Pauly's recommendation. That's a Korean zombie show. Yes. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Luna tried to watch it today, and I was like, no, 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 no. Vince oh, really? and I are going to watch this first, uh, and then I'll tell you if it's okay for you. Okay. And of course, she came back with, I watched Yellow Jackets. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hill House, big thumbs up. 
Hannibal, although I don't know why anyone would watch it. Oh, maybe they saw the Facebook post. So many people on Twitter, on mm-hmm. Facebook, just talking about how great Hannibal is. Sure. I guess it's great for network shows. Yeah. If you're watching your other episode, you got the Equalizer in 911. Lone, Lone Star. Star. <laughs> sure. Which isn't about. I guess Hannibal is great compared to those. Bill Pullman's character. <laughs> Spaceballs. He was the hand solo, honey. Uh, okay, so now we're uh, drifting, is changing, this, is switching. Is this a segue? Sure. <laughs> As Marshall Phillips used to say, switching gears. Mm. Uh, here's our conversation about uh, that started with Hannibal, and then we threw in Hill House, and then just the wider picture of television, uh, video, internet streaming versus uh, network television. So. Here you go. <laughs> and a oop. Uh, you gave up on Hannibal. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. I don't know. I barely remember. The Hannibal versus Hunter. You want to talk about that? Yeah, because Hannibal... The ad breaks are like jarring compared to Netflix where it's just... Mm-hmm. One long, yes, hour forty five minutes or whatever. What do we watch Hannibal on? Hulu or Is Netflix? It? Hulu. It had ads. Had a, yeah. But even even if it didn't have ads, like they write for ads. Yeah. So <clears throat> they they plot the the show for ads. So, I guess they had. Four breaks yeah. where they want to keep you tuned in. You can tell when like it ends suddenly, and then it picks up a yeah. second later in the like the exact same spot. Yeah, yeah. So even if it's not an actual ad that's playing, you can tell. Right, an ad was supposed to be there. Right. Another thing, Hannibal was like, uh, it it just has like a network sheen. Totally. Where it's like, okay, this is a broadcast network. And Haunting on Hill House just had, like, oh, this, like, a movie feel. Totally. Dark. Yeah, Haunting on Hill House was, like, more cinematic. Yeah. And Hannibal felt like a better version of, like, NCIS. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, because Luna started watching Chucky, and we didn't know where that was or what was, we were like, oh, is it too much? Is it a bunch of blood and guts? So I threw it up on the TV and within a minute, I was like, this is, it's, it's cable, but it's broadcast television. It's, yeah. it's cheesy. It's not going to get too gory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, we don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the look and feel of, of them. And it, it's, it's night and day. It's a complete 180 from one to another. And I have zero desire to watch... Hannibal. Everyone on the internet, everyone, everyone was 100% of the internet was raving about Hannibal. So, yeah. and I've heard about it for a long time. So Me I too. thought, well, maybe we should finally check it out. Well, what's wrong with everyone on the internet, honey? <laughs> They're are there, stupid. Are their standards lower? I think, generally speaking, the human race is easy to entertain. Mm. They're easy to please. The masses are asses. The bar is low. Yeah. So it's understandable that a ton of people, well, just like all those shows, like, um, like 
FBI, mm-hmm. oh. NCIS, nine one one, nine one one Chicago, <laughs> Crime and Punishment, whatever all these shows are. Yeah, they're so they go on forever. They're popular. I don't know who's watching who them. Watches them. Some lots of people are watching them. Apparently, I don't know who these people are. That's the big question. So Hannibal kind of falls under that umbrella. Yeah, I think uh, old people watch them uh because when's the last time you heard someone say hey did you watch chicago med last (laughs) night i mean i remember those conversations from 30 years ago did you watch seinfeld yeah watch cheers but uh scott baio actor was recently on adam carolla he's a republican by the way Mm -hmm. Uh, scott baio hung out with ronald reagan honey uh (laughs) And he was on Happy Days, which was a huge sitcom uh, for seven years, maybe 11. I don't remember. Uh, but uh, so there, him and Adam Carolla were talking about ratings. And Scott Baio said uh, at Happy Days peak, 1980-ish, early 1980s, they were getting 40 million people a week to tune in. Tune in. And then Carolla throws this in, and I never thought about it like this. Yeah, and the population was a lot smaller. So I did some Googling, honey. I went on the internet. 40 million people would tune in. In 1980, there were, the population was 225 million Americans. Wow. That's 18% of the audience. That's now, you, massive. That's ginormous. But if you think about it, that's only one out of five. That's not... One like, out of five when you're talking about a population of a country is big. It's big. Yeah. But it's not 100. What, what, what do 100% of people do? I mean, we all eat, I guess. We all uh, use electricity. But uh, well, when it comes to entertainment, yeah. Well, okay, so 18%. 40 million people out of 225 million population. 18%, one out of five. Uh, people would tune in to Happy Days. A hit show now. Very different standards. Put it on my bed, please. Narrate what happened, honey. Lennox brought a towel. Lennox is in his bedroom folding his clothes, and he brought out a bath towel that got in with his laundry. And he he held it out to me. Frowning. Didn't know what to do with it. He looked very put out. That boy's not happy when he's folding his clothes. Right. And he's not happy the entire two and a half to three hours that he's folding his clothes. Um, 40 million watchers. Out of 225 million population, 80% of the population. Uh, currently, and it varies, but generally speaking, a quote-unquote hit show, the number one show, is 12 million people. And then throw in the second number, and this is an estimate, but there's about 340 million Americans. 3% of the population. Oh, wow. So Doesn't 40, even compare. Yeah. 42 years. Um, just a huge, and so like, um, when when there are podcasts and websites uh, recapping TV shows, they're going for at best three <laughs> percent of the nation. That's so odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, that's what's great about the internet. Like, if you want a podcast about a cable show. That gets a million people to tune in. There is a podcast. There's probably 80 podcasts about that cable show, which very few people watch. Um, so it's it's what's great 
but it's also what kind of separates us, drives us apart. We don't have a common uh, yes. experience. Yeah. Uh, another fascinating thing when I was doing this deep dive into television ratings, video is what I refer to it now. Uh, the top 10 shows. I don't, I don't even want to go through them, but <laughs> I was just going through them like, who cares? You haven't them? heard of half of them. Yeah. Guaranteed. Well, yeah. Well, again, NCIS, CBS, number one show, 12 million people a week. When's the last time you heard it? <laughs> did you watch NCIS? No. I, well, did Mark Harmon do something? Is that even on? Is that guy? Is he Jag? I, um, But, uh, and and also uh, the so the NCIS, NCIS it's on CBS, twelve million people, but like we talk about television video, and we just recently like Hannibal we popped on that's from twenty thirteen it lasted three years, um, Haunting on Hill House that's a few years old isn't it yeah, um, and what else have we watched we recently before? finished Yellow Jackets Yellow Jackets. Yeah, and uh, that, it's nowhere near. It's definitely nowhere near forty million people mm-hmm. of Happy Days. Your, uh, it's it's nowhere near twelve million people, but it's what people talk about. Yeah, or, it was, or a small segment. Enough people talk about it on the internet. Enough make... people did that. We heard, we both saw multiple people talking about it, like on Twitter, yeah. for example. Yeah. Nobody on Twitter is talking about NCIS. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's the largest. Uh, audience um <laughs> that might also be why we think it's older people because they're not yeah. on twitter tweeting about it yeah they're, they're not on facebook they're... facebooking about it hmm. um and uh and it, it led me to the wider thought of like this I think Mark Harmon is, in a, is on I, NCIS. He's on something. Who cares? <laughs> but say Mark Harmon is on NCIS, and God bless him. He's bank, he's bank, he's a uh, banking uh, checks yeah. every week for uh, twenty years now. Get that like. study paycheck, right? You make that paper. Uh, so Mark Harmon, the new NCIS season is starting, and Mark Harmon has to uh, do press and publicize and say, "Hey, our new season Does is he? starting." <laughs> Well, uh, well, I'm I'm saying that he has to promote it. Okay. And he goes on Jimmy Fallon, and he goes on radio shows, and he does extra to promote the new season. And it's like, well, who is he promoting it to? And there's this giant beast, this machine of media, Jimmy Fallon, Extra, uh, Entertainment Weekly, uh, magazines, um, all this stuff to promote these shows that, quote unquote. No one watches, or no one I know watches. No one under 50 or 60 watches. It's very bizarre. And this thing exists, this circus, uh, this marketing machine exists because it exists. Like, there's, no, there's no actual reason for it. Uh, pr- promoting these TV shows. Uh, the number two most popular TV shows, uh, Equalizer with Queen Latifah, honey. She's a bad, she's a bad cop. Oh, She's the only cop. reason I think, tell me if I'm correct, is yes. this the show that Chris Noth was on? Correct. The only reason I've heard of it is because recently Queen Latifah yeah. made a statement about him not being yeah. on the show anymore. They kicked his ass off the show because yeah. a bunch of women came out and said uh, he did stuff to them. Uh, That's the only reason I know this show. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And God bless Queen Latifah, a rapper from the 80s, uh, that she could find a hit show amongst 
the uh, seniors and the elderly. Um, number three show is called FBI. Just FBI. FBI. <laughs> First of all, like worst name ever or laziest name ever. <laughs> um, next is Chicago Fire. Another okay. Zero creativity. <laughs> Uh, 10 million people. Another one, Blue Bloods, who I only know because Tom Selleck is on it, who I only know because uh, he dated uh, Monica from Friends. And uh, Is Blue Bloods also the uh, new kid new- on the block, brother? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Donnie. Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> I was thinking Donnie Osmond. I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> uh, so I told you Chicago Fire is number five, most popular show. Number Then Blue Bloods, number six. Six, seven. Seven, most popular show. Chicago Med. Oh. So there's Chicago Fire and then Chicago <laughs> the Med. The fire department, the right. doctor, is off, the hospital department. Right. Is there a crossover episode? Do, do, does, uh, <laughs> yeah. does the Flash go on the arrow? Is that is does, Do they share the same cinematic universe? Uh, next most popular show, 911. 911. Yeah. I've never heard of it. These are the worst named shows of all time. What happened to what happened to a good show like Seinfeld or Cheers, Lennox? He just walked by. Uh, so there's Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, nine one one is the next most popular show. Uh, then one right after that, Chicago, Chicago NYP or P- Chicago PD. Correct. So there's Chicago <laughs> Fire, Chicago Med. Chicago PD. Wow. Next one. I've actually heard this one. Be, oh, this is us because uh, stars oh. Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. And uh, My- My- Milo Vento. Oh, yes. Leglia, and the really, the large uh, Chrissy something. Or yes. Uh, they're, I, in, they're all over the media, the social right, media for right. some reason. I would say that's the one uh, successful marketing that's yeah. broken through to a... Uh, Social media, yeah. The, Agree. The socials. Uh, and then I told you 911 was a popular show on this list. The 10th most popular show is 911 colon Lone Star. Lone Star. Yeah. Okay. Is that the Texas version? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, oh, and also in the top 12, top 15, I, was, uh, I told you about FBI, the number three most popular show. Uh, also in the top 15, FBI colon most wanted so uh the moral of the story i would never watch any of these shows (laughs) i I have zero desire again who was watching these well we answered that old people who don't have the internet or just like flipping on the remote control and sitting down and then they keep it tuned to fallon and colbert because who's watching that nonsense maybe it's like queen latifah on colbert (laughs) to promote uh Equalizer. You know what it is? It's like senior living facilities and uh, Jiffy Lubes, and they just have the basic channels, and they just put it on. Yeah. They just put on CBS. Oh, yeah. Twenty four hours a day in yeah. the rec room. Yeah. Yeah. I let. Yeah. Um. I was on a Reddit thread, uh, and uh, the age old question: Who's watching CNN? <laughs> and. Uh, I was like, well, no one. <laughs> uh, but it's on airport TVs. Oh, yeah. It's on hotel uh, lobby TVs. It's on uh, office building lobby lobby TVs. And uh, the people that do have it on, on their own accord, 
they're not hanging on to every word Don Lemon says, or they're not they're not uh, engaging in it. They're not uh, sitting there spellbound by uh, what Jake Tapper has to say. It's just more background noise, I would say. Yeah. Uh, well, that's another thing. Who watches cable news? Other people in cable news <laughs> watch cable news. Pundits who have to talk about it. Right. And, uh, well, to be frank, uh, right-wing uh, right wing media watches cable news so they can get Don Lemon saying something outrageous <laughs> and liberal. And, oh, my gosh, can you believe uh, Wolf Blitzer said this? And look at this. Look at this. And it's like, well, no one was watching that except for Wolf Blitzer's uh, cameraman, maybe, <laughs> and staff and other people in the media. So uh, it's just... Well, it's it's like this whole uh, uh, life form feeding mm. on itself. Yeah. Where in the end, it's just a bunch of nonsense, and who cares? And uh, oh, I'm an I'm an angry, uh, bitter uh, <laughs> former mainstream media right wing talk show staffer. Uh, but I I'm pulled as as I <laughs> involuntarily pulled from it. But I can see it now, and I see it's a bunch of bullshit, and it's stupid, and it's just, it exists because it exists, and uh, it's, it's something to do. And people make a living from it. Don Lemon cashes his paycheck, and that's fine. Uh, but as far as it permeating and reaching our conversation, or my conversation with my coworkers, or my family... It doesn't get there. No. And it's stupid. It doesn't matter. And, uh, yeah. And that's my hot take. Anyways. <laughs> and that oop. I don't know what to say. Mm, I got more. Okay. You got more hot takes. Yes. Uh, okay. So that was that. And a few more uh, notes, ideas, observations, hot takes. Uh, this is all about ad money. So... Uh, network television, it exists because 20 years ago it was relevant and it still exists because it exists. Like, there's no one watching these shows. There's no one talking about these shows. No one cares about these shows. But there's a lot of money and people's jobs and people's livelihoods um, that are part of this network TV uh, machine, organism, um, circus, if you will. Uh, and they don't want to see their livelihood, their money, their influence go away. So it continues to feed on itself or manifest itself. Uh, Queen Latifah going on Stephen Colbert to talk about the equalizer. What? Who cares? It's all... It doesn't reach us. It doesn't reach regular people. It, so it's it's become uh, this uh, or this uh, cellular organism uh, that feeds on itself only because it feeds on itself. Like it, it doesn't. It, it's not relevant. It's it's completely just old timey and anachronistic, uh, and it, it matters nothing to me. And the people I know and the people I love. Uh, but it matters to this world. Uh, Michael Strahan talking to Mark Harmon about NCIS. 
no one cares except for Mark <laughs> Harmon and Michael Strahan and uh, maybe people with websites who need content to write things about. So if these network shows went away tomorrow, yeah, could these people such as Stephen Colbert, uh, Good Morning America, yeah. could they just transition to talking about the streaming network shows that more people are talking about? Theoretically, yes, but those are quote-unquote smaller audiences. So you want the biggest appeal uh, possible. And so you look at the top 20 and you see, oh, 911 Lone Star. Let's book a star from an actor from that show. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's very odd. So it's completely detached. It's a different world and it's irrelevant to most people's lives. Um, and, uh, and I also see like cable news. And I mentioned this in our previous discussion, uh, existing for other people in cable news, <laughs> other people in the media, yeah. uh, right wing, uh, talk shows. Uh, what is funding all of this? What is keeping this going? Like I said, add money. But who? Why are these advertisers paying for these shows? Because that... they do—they do get an audience, and even though uh, the Equalizer uh, gets three percent of people versus Happy Days, which used, which used to get eighteen percent, three percent of people is still significant, and it's more than Yellow Jackets. Okay, I'm sure. I'm. I, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure Yellow Jackets few million maybe yeah can't be very high yeah. although again like in my bubble which is the the place that i hear about tv shows is mm -hmm. twitter mm -hmm. and so yellow jackets all over twitter right. everyone's talking about it no one's right. talking about the network shows right but is that just my little bubble i'm in um is that just the twitter <clears throat> users who are very vocal and posting a lot yeah it's it's twitter it's the internet versus uh traditional broadcast media um, there are two worlds, and if you see uh, broadcast traditional media, analog media, try to navigate uh, Twitter and Instagram, and you might see uh, someone on broadcast radio like Dan Mitchinson say, I'm going to be on the radio at 3.06 p.m. talking about NCIS. Listen to me. And so, it's like, no one cares, dude. Why do you think there isn't more overlap between... People on Twitter being excited about and talking about network shows. Yeah. What's the disconnect? Uh, I, probably money and validation. Uh, so uh, there's still something tangible about being on Fallon. Uh there's still it, mean, it means something because it, it there's again there's so much money going into it and there's a lot of attention paid to it. Uh, I saw Addison Ray TikTok gal on Fallon, and uh, she did a couple dances, and it was just so like she's out of her element. Fallon is out of his. The audience <laughs> didn't know what the hell to how to how the, how the hell to react, and it was just like, well, Addison Ray gets many many views. Uh, compared to Jimmy Fallon, but Jimmy Fallon still in the traditional sense, traditional media, um, he's still seen as a a big deal because he's in the old world and and they are 
those people are clinging to uh, any hope of relevancy and any hope of influence that they still have. And there's still a ton of dough flowing to traditional broadcast media. Uh, it's Some of it is uh, diverting to digital media, uh, influencers, um, but uh, NBC and uh, iHeartRadio will <laughs> go to their dying day trying to cling on to as many uh, ad, hmm. as much ad money. This is interesting. I wonder, uh, I imagine that the honchos, the CEOs over these big companies mm -hmm. are older. Yeah. And I wonder, like, over the next 10, 20, 30 years, as they retire out mm -hmm. and new people come in to take control, how how, 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 how the landscape is going to change. Yeah. Yeah. And how much more integrated, like, these more obscure streaming shows will be with what we see in the nightly talk shows and the more, uh, like, Good Morning America type shows. Yeah. As, as new, younger people take the reins. Yeah. I wonder. Well, mass media is done. Uh, you find a couple YouTubers, you find a couple podcasts, you're good to go. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't need Good Morning America. You don't need NBC News. You don't need CNN. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, entertainment, me media, news, trying to find as big an audience as possible, that's gone, or it's it's it, going away yeah. very quickly. Yeah, definitely seems to be. Yeah. Uh, everyone has a microphone, uh, as I'm looking at right now. <laughs> everyone has a hot take. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has the ability to broadcast. We're podcasting from our dining room table, honey. Yes, we are. Uh, so trying to go for the big audience, the masses, it's gone. And uh, it was yeah. fun while it lasted. Entertainment is so small and niche. It's fractured. Like I, I have like 10 YouTube channels that I regularly consume content of. I have like... Yep three podcasts i regularly watch yep and you are not interested in and do not want do you don't watch any of those so yeah. you have your own little yeah. thing that you watch i have my own little thing i watch and the kids bubble yeah so it's, it's yeah it's very fractured yeah and meanwhile young sheldon <laughs> which, which is the big bang theory reboot oh my gosh gets uh is on a network television is on a broadcast network, television station network, uh, and it gets ratings, whatever that means. Um, but as far as influence and mind share and uh, just chatting over the water cooler, it's nothing. But in the traditional sense, it's still a quote unquote hit, whatever that means nowadays. Uh, but uh, like, and, and people in charge, the honchos of these networks and radio stations, uh, they're, they're just, they, they see the end coming, but they're just trying to hold on. Are they trying to milk it through their retirement? Yes, for, for their tenure. They're just trying to hang on. Uh, God bless you. But I, I've, I've read some hot takes of like, Mr. Beast throws out a video. And it gets, whatever, 50 million views in a couple days, 100 million views. And the uh, NV, the the suits at NVC, 
they don't know what to make of it. They don't know what to do. Yes. They don't even want to consider it because, again, that means their power, their influence is going away, which it is. Uh, and uh, so they, a lot of them just ignore it. Again, we, we have young Sheldon. Yeah. For now, they can. Yeah. Like, it, currently, that's they can do that. They can yeah. ignore it and just continue um, puffing along with whatever they've got going on with yeah. young Sheldon. Yeah, and their influence is dying. They will have um, a day of reckoning. Yes. I cannot wait. I cannot <laughs> wait, dude. Um, but one thing that's odd, so I was thinking about ratings uh, and how Nielsen does ratings now is they get a couple thousand people and that's the nation. Uh, it's a small sample and then they extrapolate and that that's how ratings are done. It's a terrible system, <laughs> but it's the best system. Mm-hmm. Uh in terms of 20 years ago, whatever. Uh, but now uh, it's gone completely on the other end where I don't know if you've seen this metri- metrics, but Netflix will be like Squid Game was streamed for six billion minutes last month. And it's like, what? <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. Sampling a thousand people is dumb. And then saying uh, Squid Game was streamed for six billion minutes right. is also dumb. It is. Both are dumb. And yeah. both are totally different ways of measuring this. Yeah. So they're completely, you can't compare them in any way. Yeah. And I, I've heard people say, well, 6 billion divided by whatever the runtime of a squid game is, 806 minutes, means that it's like, people don't watch TV like that, dude. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's a bunch of nonsense. And so, then there's us yeah. who watch often one or two episodes of a show and then completely give up. Yeah. So what is our views counting toward? Our minutes? Are our minutes We, we got a couple minutes in the 8 billion minutes that <laughs> Netflix's Squid Game. Yeah, the, there's no uh, standard, I guess, or, or trusted standard, or, or standard that makes sense. Like, okay, you're measuring audience this way, uh, and uh, get it, saying 12, 000, 12 million people watch... Is it Equalizer? Is that Queen Latifah show? <laughs> sure. Uh, 12 million. But what does that mean? And how does that translate to Mr. Beast getting 50? Because I'm sure his 50 million views, people watch three seconds. They're like, hey, get out of here. And uh, it's, it's all just a bunch of nonsense. But it goes back to ad revenue. And there's a ton of ad dough. There's billions of dollars of ad revenue flowing into all of this. Uh, so they want to sort of justify at the end of the day that's what matters yeah. is the money yeah um when ghostbusters afterlife came out and uh so i i watched uh dan Aykroyd, bill murray and ernie hudson on jimmy fallon uh promoting it talking about it and uh jimmy's first question is why now why why are you guys Oops. coming back now it's whatever 20 years after Ghostbusters, and uh and I just thought, this construct, <laughs> first of all, Fallon, money, you moron. Because <laughs> I watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's fun. It's cute. Uh, but uh, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and Bill Murray, they maybe had a week's worth, week's worth of work to do. Like they were on set and they were acting for maybe a week. And they probably got paid up the wazoo, up the yin-yang. Jimmy Fallon, get out of here with your stupid... Why now? And then Dan Aykroyd goes into his stupid answer. Well, we were waiting for the right script. Sure. And I just thought this whole... Uh, 
again, this organism, this machine, this, this, uh, of promotion and marketing, uh, it's, it's just so outdated <laughs> and dumb and it, and it, it, it exists because it exists and I close the window because there's nine trillion other things you could watch on YouTube <laughs> and Minecraft and TikTok and Netflix. Honey. Uh, yes. This is why I read books that I get at the library. Yes. My local Yolo and Sacramento County libraries. Yes. F R. Family reading. Family reading time. FRT. FRT. FERT. Which I demand we do at least once a week. FERT. We're Fert. still working on the acronym. It's not a great acronym. Uh, Turn off your screens and open a book, people. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, and then uh, finally, I would I want to mention uh, we 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 railed on. I railed on uh, in in the previous segment. Uh, old people. Old people. Who's watching NCIS? You're so ageist, honey. Who's watching nine one one Fox and nine one one Lone Star and Chicago Fire and FBI CIS and uh, Chicago Med? You're just making this, you're PD. making these up now. Uh, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, old people. It's old people in the Midwest, fiber country. But uh, and then I thought about it. Your parents don't watch this nonsense. No, my parents watch a lot of streaming, like yeah. Netflix, and I'm not sure if they have Hulu, but yeah, yeah, Netflix. I know for sure they're always watching new movies. Yeah, and they're shows. bringing up shows, yeah. and we're like, "What is that show?" They're introducing <laughs> the kids to shows on yeah. Netflix that Luna is now watching. Yeah. yeah, so I and and my and my parents aren't watching this crap. <laughs> your, well, your dad watches football. <laughs> well, that that still pulls in. <laughs> Uh, an audience and rightly so because it's unscripted and it's sports uh, and it's athleticism Um, but so your parents so quote unquote old people in the Midwest but uh, well uh, our parents aren't in the Midwest but it's not all old people it's not old people because your parents are on streaming my parents are on streaming so maybe it's really really old people like in their 80s yeah because our parents are in their 60s and 70s yeah so it's those old, old farts in their 80s and 90s. Yeah, I think so. I or think. like I hypothesized before, it, the, like people just turn them on in yeah. the old folks' homes in the break, in the rec room yeah. and let the TVs play. Right. Or in the gym. We used to go to Planet Fitness and there's eight TVs playing with yeah. eight different channels across the board. Yeah. And they're just playing 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, back to my point. The only people watching this are other people in the media <laughs> and people who run websites who need to write about Real Housewives of Orange County or whatever, Real Housewives of Atlanta or Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They need to write about uh, these idiotic reality shows for content. <laughs> um, but outside of that, it, it doesn't it doesn't exist on any uh, tangible level. All right. Are we done, honey? Yes. All righty. Well, that's the end of the program. It's been fun, but not really. Let's all try a little harder next time. Like, comment, subscribe, follow, review, and rate, or don't. Do whatever you want. You're a grown-up. Make your own decisions. Do what's best for your family. Please be sure to use our promo code for BetterHelp.com. We don't have a promo code for BetterHelp.com. Goodbye. I love you. We love you. We hope you have a good day today and tomorrow. And sure, I I may have lovingly referred to my parents and in-laws as old, but I'm still a good person, 
And we're still good people. Yes, darling. I refer to people in their 80s and 90s as old farts. Ooh. And I'm sorry, and Whoa. I'm still a good person. If they were on Twitter, Twitter they would cancel <laughs> you. They would uh, unearth your uh, anti-Semitic rant from 2009. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day slash night. Bye-bye. And a oop. Ooh. We got chicken. Is that crispy, juicy tender?